What's up, everybody? This is your boy, MP, and behind the scenes. AZ. Today, we're going to talk about how the education system actually kills the entrepreneur spirit and actually sets you up for failure, right? So for us to actually, you know, get to know how the education system works, we have to talk about the U.S. Department of Education and how it started, right? So around 1903, there was this guy by the name of John D. Rockefeller, you know, Sounds like a really generous guy, if you ask me. You know, he donated roughly around $1.27 billion adjusted for inflation. You know, that's what the money would be worth today um, into the Department of Education. You know, wow, such a generous guy, right? You know, but why would he do this, right? Is it because, one, he's a generous guy or does he have an agenda? You know, I don't know. So let's let's talk about it. So think about it, right? What is school actually setting you up for? A higher education, a higher li- like lifestyle, a better lifestyle, you know, maybe a good job. I don't know. Um, so let's talk about like the whole idea, you know, of school. Why why do kids even go to school, right? Let's say they go to school. I mean, it, it, what I would think would be, um, you know, set them up, set themselves up for life, you know, for adulthood, for them to be their own man or woman. What do you think, AZ? What do you think uh, school, you know, is supposed to be meant for? Uh, daycare. Daycare? Daycare. Send your kids to school eight hours a day, right? Get them out of your hair, bro. You go to work, you know? <laughs> no. no, but what I'm asking is what do you think, you know, no, the yeah, school is yeah. actually meant for? Uh, it's meant, you know, well, when I think of school, it's, it's yeah, getting your your future and hoping to to be able to advance uh, in a career. So it's supposed to set you up for the future, right? Yeah. Okay. So we could both agree that uh, kids go to school so that they can learn about the world a little bit and then kind of, you know, be on their way on their own, right? Yeah. That should be the goal. Okay. So let's see it from uh, from John's eyes. Okay. Let's uh, let's say right when you go to school, you're assembling key, uh, kids, right? You're assembling kids. At a location, right? To educate them by teachers, right? You give them a scheduled breaks. You give them assigned seats. And you, you give them a bell uh, so they know when to start and when to end the day, right? So what does this sound like? Tell me, what what, what, does, what does that sound like, bro? What does it sound like when you have a assigned seats, when you have a bell that tells you when to start, when to stop, and um, you have uh, people uh, pretty much telling you what to do, you know? Because you're, you're, you're taught to sit down, be quiet, and to speak when it's your turn. You know, what does that sound like? A warehouse job. Does it sound like a warehouse job? Sounds like a nine-to-five matrix to me. That's what that sounds like, you know? Um, but anyways, that's what it sounds like, right? But, you know, we're talking about the aspect of school, why we think uh, school was, it was made, right? But think about it, right? Kids, why do kids have recess and lunch? Why do you think that is? To give them a break from classes, a mental break, right? And to go get their Do you think it's out? for the kids? Oh no, I guess not, right? No. Think about it, right? Yeah. So by law, employees have to take breaks, right? Yeah, right. So in reality, kids get recess and lunch because teachers need to take their breaks by law, not because the kids need it. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Though. So if it's not about the kids, then what is it, what is the true agenda of school? 
and the, and how the school system still to this day 120 years later still works right let's see well, let's see what even school features you know they kind of promote lack of individualism right in school right if you're like uh you think differently no you have to think like this and and uh you could uh like if you're in math class and you don't do it like the formula you were taught to you're wrong even though you got the right answer they'll send it back and tell you you're wrong i had a personal experience with that where you know, I was taught this formula, and then I moved up a grade, and we started learning this formula. I didn't use this formula because I was so used to this one. So when so when I would do this one, the teacher would send the back work saying it was wrong. And I would tell him, what do you mean it's wrong? It's right. He would say, oh, it's because you didn't use a formula I taught you. Right? This is a, coming from personal experience, though. Um, so why is it? I got the right answer. I'm just not using the formula you're teaching me because I already know how to do it differently. Right? So what does that sound like? Lack of individualism. You're not letting me maybe, you know, think for myself. Is that is that what that kind of sounds like? You know, I can't do things my certain way because I have to listen to you. Kind of sounds like a boss to me, right? Kind of sounds like you're at a job with a boss that, like authoritarian boss, right? A dictator. That's what that kind of sounds like to me. I can't do it like this because it's not the way you taught me. Interesting, right? And then a system of assigned seats. Hmm. Don't office jobs have cubicles? Don't factory jobs have assigned, you know, uh, jobs to do at factories? Like packaging, like uh, merchandise returns. They have assigned areas, right? Interesting, right? Interesting how we're seeing the resemblance there. And then you're taught to sit down, stay quiet, and wait for your turn to speak. Right. So that means you're now telling a kid he can't think for his own. He has to wait until until he's told to. It's kind of weird, right? So who is John D. Rockefeller? Rockefeller, I'm sorry. Um, well, he's a, he was an American entrepreneur, just like myself. But this guy was big time, right? He monopolized the oil industry um, and he did it by shady dealings, a.k.a. corruption. Right. Think about it. Right. Like uh, the elite, that kind of sounds like the elite today. That's what that's what that kind of sounds like to me. Right. Um, so why would you why would he want this for your kids? Maybe to make more factory workers. Um, maybe so there's lack of competition. Maybe. And what I mean by that is so that there's no new entrepreneurs in the in the market to compete with them. You know, because if you're if you're. Uh, showing lack of individualism, that means there's lack of innovation. That means there's lack of cre- uh, creation of uh, imagination. So if you're teaching a kid to, no, you got to do it this way because I taught you, and, and the kid can't think for himself, you just killed off your competition and your future competition, right? Because now that kills the entrepreneur spirit, just like we said. Um, But, I mean... In all reality, school um, for the past 120 years has pretty much been setting you up for the matrix. For you to wake up every day, live a miserable life, to get in your average car, to go to your average job, to be there at a certain time to start at a certain time, to take a break at a certain time, to take a lunch at a certain time, and to be off at a certain time. And then what? Every day you're left with a couple hours of free time? Interesting, right? 
Interesting how school, the way school works for the past 120 years, hasn't changed. It hasn't uh, been refreshed. Right? We need reform for everything else, but we don't get reform for education. Think about that. Now, let's 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 talk about personal experiences. You know, I've been an entrepreneur since the age of eight. I knew that I wanted to find success roughly around the age of I would say five. Um, and that was because I seen income inequality, right? Um, and what I mean by that is I would watch a lot of MTV cribs. I would see a lot of nice cars on the freeway. I would see a lot of people with nice things. I would see rappers, right? Growing up, I was a big 50, 50 Cent fan. So he raps a lot about making money. You know, um, as a kid, I also liked the movie The Little Rascals. But I didn't like Alfalfa. I liked the rich, stingy, rich kid. Because I seen that he had everything he wanted. I seen that he had confidence. He walked in the room and he knew he shined. And I said, I want to be like that. A lot, a big, a big different aspect, right, than to many people. I understand. And a lot of people might disagree with the way I think. And that's okay. We're all individuals, right? We're all different, right? You think that people like... Myself, right, entrepreneurs, people that are quote-unquote arrogant, people that um, are quote-unquote in the eyes of people in the matrix, cocky, um, you think that we're bad people, but why? Because we think different than you? Because you were taught a certain way to think and uh, we have an open mind? We have a free mind? You got to remember, you know, now that we start talking about the matrix a little bit, you have to know where it stems from. And that's the education system. And that's what we just explained to you today. See what I'm saying? So, like I said, I have individualism. I know I could think different from other people, right? But think about what we our problems in, this, in, in our country today, uh, where if you think differently, you're seen as an enemy. If you think differently from a family member, that family member could disown you. Right? So, it's like... This school system is just setting us up to be divided, to be slaves, to be miserable. If we need reform, we need to reform the education system. John D. Rockefeller, the Rockefellers are still in power to this day. They own the central banks, right? And then you got these uh, these banks recently, right? SV, SVB failing. And being bailed out by the U.S. government, so for the taxpayers to pick up the tabs, now they're going to say, you know, oh, well, the banks, they pay this insurance, blah, 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 blah. It's the U.S. government who funds them. We do. So it's still, to the, to, at the end of the day, it's still funded somehow, some way by taxpayers. Okay? Now, what I, what, uh, some personal experience, right? I, you know, I got kind of off guard, and I just kind of started, you know, Picking your guys' brains for you guys to let, you know, let the, all this information sink in. Um, some personal experiences. So, you know, like I said, I was an entrepreneur since the age of eight. I started selling candies to my cousins because they wanted to go to the store. They couldn't because my 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 aunts and uncles didn't want to take them. So what I did was I went, I bought a box of, of the of the Skittles, you know, M&Ms and stuff, and I started selling it there. I brought the I brought the gas station to to my grandma's house. That's what I did. 
and my cousins would pay would pay uh, a dollar per per poor M and M's Skittles whatever they wanted, and guess who profited? I did because I seen a problem and I gave them a solution. Supply and demand, baby. Um, so at seventeen, and I had this brilliant idea to start a auto detailing business, right? The business I still currently own, I still currently run, right? I had a lot of people telling me, right, because I had big ambitions as, as a, in, in high school. And I would say, I'm going to be a millionaire when I'm 25. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And then I started my detailing business. And I used to get people telling me, what are you going to do? Wash cars your whole life? Well, look where, where washing cars got me to, right? <laughs> um, and I had teachers telling me, para. Because, you know, I, I'm known as MP, but in high school, I was known as PARA. PARA, if you don't go to college, you're going to be a security guard with a flashlight. I'll name that teacher because actually we're, we're still good. We're actually friends now. His name is Mr. Green. He would tell us that if you don't go to college, you're going to just be a, a guy with a flashlight at a parking lot ready to shine it at people. A security guard. That's what he would say. He would talk about how uh, we're taught in school to go to college and how important college is, right? But college is a scam, in my opinion. What do you think, AZ? You think college is a scam? Uh, I think at the prices it is. Yes, bro. You know why? Because as uh, as a college year over year gets it gets more expensive, more expensive, and more expensive. Does the edu- does the quality of the education change? Does it get better? No, right? I don't think so. Um, I think it is important, though. I mean, I think it's important to go to college. Uh, I think what community college do is is a great service. Uh, Really cheap. And and some of the classes, I mean, I I went to a community college, right? Really great. But we also went to two different high schools. I went to a public school. You went to a charter school. Yep, that's true. Now, you're watching me through video. AZ got this schooling at his charter high school. Is that correct? That is correct. And you know what I got? I didn't get none of that. Public schooling isn't even funded correctly, right? Um, when I was going to school, I would hear teachers complaining about their pay. What the hell do I care about your pay? I'm here to learn. I would hear teachers talking about how they're gonna um, they're gonna have a little march right outside of school because of their pay. What the hell? I'm here to learn. I'm not here to. See you in a red shirt talking about union this, union that. What's that showing kids? What is that showing kids? Right? Now, I'm not going to degrade college neither because we do need lawyers. We do need doctors. We do need scientists. We need that in, in, in society to, to in, in order for society to work. I'm not degrading those. But what I'm degrading is the fact that this sets you up for failure Right to be in the matrix, to not have any type of creative mind, almost to be programmed to work. Right, and it's like, but it's also the people teaching it. If you got people that, I mean, if you're not paying teachers correctly, you're not gonna attract the people that are in it for the for the best interests of the kids. You're not gonna attract the best of the best. Right, if there's a guy that's like, I love teaching. Man, dude, I can't live off, let's say, 50K. I might as well go be a doctor and make 200K, 300K, right? So, you know, 
who who do we have? Who, who's going to live off of 50K right now that's actually going to teach our kids something? Nobody. Right? But, I mean, that's just some personal experiences. I don't know if, if, if it's different with charter schools. I don't know. Like, did you did you have, like, that? Like, with teachers complaining about pay, teachers going on little marches right outside of school, you know, because of a union or something. Did you have teachers always complaining about something having to do with, with, with like, their job? Always complaining? Uh, well, yeah, of course, the hours. Um, at the charter schools, they were always mandatory to stay, you know, overtime. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not too sure what every school has their own hours and stuff, so I don't know what, you know, other schools are. Uh, the pay, I, I didn't really hear them complain about the pay. I think since it was a charter school, the pay was a lot better than compared to a public school for sure. Yeah. Um, but I know also the teachers were, you know, a lot more highly educated as well. So I think it's, that that's just what it is, the difference between public and, and charter and even a private school, right? Private schools, you get the best education no matter what. Um, and I think the charter schools are a great step in between public and private. No, I agree. I think it's it was because it was a, a really amazing experience going there and learning all the stuff I did learn. And I mean, it, it wasn't just film stuff. I mean, they had a, a CTE program to learn construction. Uh, I forget what the sounds for. It's like uh, I don't know what it is. Dude, we had wood shop. I took wood shop. Yeah. Then the teacher died. Wow. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, R.I.P. Um, seriously, wow. R.I.P. But uh, Mr. Mr. Purdy, R.I.P. Mr. Purdy. Um, but I'll tell you this, man. The, look, look. The thing about him. Is he died and they didn't replace him? And I was in during, I was in the class when he died. Like not not that like he he didn't literally die there. He like he was gone and you know on his own and then he died or whatever. He was just gone for like a week and then we ended up finding out he died. And then we got a substitutes, bro. They never brought in a replacement. Why? Who wants to work there? Nobody wants to work with you guys. Why the fuck would they want to go work with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is they didn't find a replacement for the Woodshop class. Yeah. No, so yeah, now yeah. Woodshop is non-existent in San Pedro High School. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why nobody nobody wanted to go. Either that or they didn't have a budget for a new teacher. Well, would, I mean, they, they obviously did if, if they were paying that guy. Well, because you have to think about if they hire a new teacher, they have to think about paying a pension, you know, in the long term. And that well, they were going to pay that guy a pension either way when he was going to be done. Not the sub. No. Uh, the, the, well, yeah, of course. The, yeah, the guy before. The, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, there's also, you know, who knows? Who knows but what, what I'm saying, though, is like, what what, what kind of, what is that going to do to us? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. That's going to, you know, fuck you guys up, of course. Like, yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think that's pretty prevalent in all public schools. It's it's, it's, it's ridiculous, huge. man. I It's schooling. Man, I just, I don't know. Maybe I ranted a little too much, but just uh, some, 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 you know, something to think about, you guys. Something to... Uh, Think about when you guys are deciding when you guys have kids or if you have kids, you know, deciding whether they should go private, charter or public. Just think about what I just talked about. Think about, um, you know, some personal experience I shared with you guys. Right. They used to talk down on me wanting to be an entrepreneur. They used to talk down about me wanting to be a millionaire without college. They would ask me, how was I going to do it without college? <laughs> oh, yeah, because college is going to make me a millionaire. <laughs> no, it's going to make me in a bunch of debt. That's what that's going to do. Make me go bankrupt. But anyways, this is the end of the podcast. Just something to think about, right? When you're deciding about schools and uh, as an entrepreneur, how how uh, school might kill your entrepreneur uh, spirit and how school actually, in my eyes, sets you up for just the matrix to live a miserable, average life. And um, I don't say that to offend anybody, um, but to me, I don't want to be average. 
you know, as an entrepreneur and as other young entrepreneurs, we want, we are high achievers. We are overachievers. We believe that we are the best and that we want the best out of life, right? It's just different. It's just, we're just wired different. Everyone's wired different, right? But as, as entrepreneurs, we're overachievers, not underachievers, and we're not okay being comfortable. We're always looking for that grind. We're always looking on how can we improve. And when we're not doing nothing, like on my days off, I get a little depressed. You know why? Because I feel unproductive. As an entrepreneur, I need, to, I need to be doing something. I need to be working on my business. I need to make sure I'm working every day towards my goals. Something that schools don't really teach you. They just tell you, go in, sit down, be quiet, listen, do your homework. <laughs> Pretty boring if you, if you ask me. Pretty miserable if you ask me. But with that being said, man, Wait, we'll see it, you on the next. Oh, my bad, AZ. Did you have any financial classes? No. Nothing? I had a business class. I did have a business class. Uh, Mr. Weber, he was a great, uh, a great teacher. But look, bro, I come from like a, a business family. So everything he talked about, like supply and demand and, uh, and stuff like that, I kind of already knew. So I didn't really pay attention too much because to me, it was just too easy. I would just take the test. I already knew the answers and stuff. Every, I already kind of was um, before him because there was people that I knew before taking that class. So I, I was so jealous that I didn't get that class because I've been into business since forever. So I ended up just doing my pretty much educating myself on like online. And then when I actually did get his class, I didn't need, I didn't need it. You know, and not only that, but also talking to um, like my godfather, you know, he's an entrepreneur. My, some of my cousins back in Mexico that are entrepreneurs, you know, so I got more I got actually like personal training in a sense you could say but you know this is this is the end of the podcast we'll see you on the next one you know all money in no money out um stay motivated stay dedicated and as entrepreneurs like i said we're individuals we're always well reaching for more we're overachievers and we'll see you on the next one <laughs>